1: To News Desk with me, Mami Sinyamiche Thompson. In the next hour, 60-year-old woman beaten to death after she was accused of witchcraft at Bubuna in the Yonyo Nansuene district of the Northeast region. We have details. A key government official of deposed Niger president still in denial of current crisis in his country as he insists the presidential guards who seized power lack recognition in the international community. We have an exclusive with the Chief of Staff. Also, Electoral Commission vows to go after persons who flout rules for the use of the guarantee system in the upcoming voter registration exercise. We have details plus will tell you why in Kranza South and North will not partake in the upcoming district level elections scheduled for nineteenth December. I am a Missiniamich Thompson. Please stay for details. Now let's dig in, and a 60-year-old woman, Konjit Dut, has been beaten to death after she was accused of witchcraft at Bumbuna in the Yomyo district of the northeast region. According to family, the deceased was summoned by some of the community members after one of them reported seeing her in his dream, trying to harm him. The family adds that the woman was murdered on her way to report the accusation against her to her family in the next village. The incident comes as Parliament recently passed a bill seeking to proscribe witchcraft accusations. It also comes on the back of a similar incident in June this year at Sangmana that nearly sparked tribal violence in the district. Speaking to Joy News, a brother of the deceased, Jacob Cook, says the family is demanding the arrest and prosecution of the perpetrators. He said family would not bury the body of the deceased until their demands are met. The police have confirmed the incident, but wouldn't give details. Chief of the community has condemned the attack and vowed to ensure that the law takes its course. Witchcraft accusations and violence are common in the northeast region. There are currently around 70 women separated from their families and being held at witches as witches in the region. Let's go live now to correspondent Elias Sutanko for more on this. Eliasu, uh, when exactly did this incident happen and why?
2: Well, we understand it happened uh, on Monday. Um, uh, this woman, we understand, three years ago, had been accused in this similar community. And so on Sunday, on actually, uh, she was summoned uh, by uh, some members of the community uh, and then she was told that uh, one person had accused her of being a witch, and that other person said uh, he saw her in his dream trying to harm him. So uh, they were uh, they were asking her to treat uh, this person, who we understand is currently ill in the community. And so we understand the woman was on her way to uh, the next village to report the accusations against her family. Uh, two men. Uh, then on a motorbike, a uh, traitor, and and she was beaten to death by these two gentlemen. Uh, we understand the police have been informed, and uh, um, uh, we are also picking a report that one person had already been arrested. And but the pa- the family members, uh, the family of the deceased, they are now asking for justice. They are asking that all the perpetrators involved are uh, should be arrested and prosecuted.
1: Well, Iliasu, how is the community reacting to this incident, seeing that there was a bill passed in Parliament recently to abolish some of these um, practices?
2: Well, it appears uh, uh, the community members are not aware of uh, this particular development in Parliament. And um, this is not the first time that actually this uh, uh, certain incident has occurred in this area, uh, only June... Uh, This year, there was a similar uh, incident in that area. And then also uh, in July, another incident happened in the uh, the same area, which is the Namong community. And so this is a a very common incident in that particular area. And because of uh, uh, a slow justice system, or if you like, a lack of justice, uh, in most cases, uh, this thing keeps uh, occurring
1: but has the family taken any steps to I, I mean get um some some investigations done into the incident maybe the chiefs in the community or even the police
2: yes i understand the police uh, have been informed the chief actually said he was the last person to be informed about the incident he expressed uh uh, uh his unhappiness uh that the community members were able to- to uh, uh, hide this particular information uh, from him until the last moment when he was informed. And uh, he said he personally reported the incident to the police and asked or encouraged the police to take action uh, on this particular matter. And, and so, yes, the family have also uh, been making some demands. Uh, they are saying that until the perpetrators are arrested and prosecuted, they are not going to allow for the, for the burial of uh, uh, the law of the, the woman that have been murdered. And they are also saying that um, uh, if uh, the, the perpetrators or the attackers are not killed, uh, they were going to take the law into their own hands. I spoke with the, uh, two uh, son of the disease, and they were very, very angry and insisted that uh, if justice were not served, they were going to look for the perpetrators and go, and then uh, uh, exact revenge on them.
1: Right. Eliasu, we are so grateful for your time here. Eliasu Tanko is our original correspondent. But joining us too on this issue is the brother of the deceased, Jacob Jakpe, and he's here to tell us more about the incident. Jacob, if you can hear me now, um, can you describe the circumstances leading to your sister's demise? Jacob Jacob can you hear me?
3: Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, the incident happened at uh Mutugu uh New National District and, and the family of doubt. Uh specifically for and uh, on Saturday they accused her uh, at the witch which is Namka, grandson.
1: Mm-hmm. She and said, it's good
3: for me
1: to work with my Elias, if you can position yourself well or reduce the volume of the television set wherever you are, it's giving us feedback. Unfortunately, that's giving us feedback. So if you can just put that off and speak to me through the, um, through the phone so that we can get a smooth conversation here. Can you hear me now?
3: I can hear you very well. Great,
1: great, wonderful. Please, now tell me, um, how would you describe your sister? Who is she? How old is Uh, she?
3: Yes, she's a a good point, point, and she's about 60 years old.
1: Okay. Yes. All right. And so when this incident happened, what was the explanation given to you? Why was she killed?
3: Yes, she was killed by a accused as a witch. and which is one of their brothers. For that matter, she was coming to inform we as a parent in the house. And there were two gentlemen chased her and beat her severely up to death. Okay. And then later, yeah, later on they came and then informed we as a parent that our sister has passed away. And we said no. When you were beating our sister, people saw it. And they told people what you are doing is so good. So... But five four to five hours interval, you, you cannot give us this information. It's better for you to send the, the body to mortuary and then we'll see how we can investigate and see what caused the death.
1: But do you have any idea who may have perpetrated this crime?
3: Yes. Those who who committed the crime here is uh, Namka Bama and Kambian imania They are the two gentlemen who beat my sister up to death. And we, they, they discreetly arrested one person. Nam Kabama, unless Emmanuel. And that is why we as a family we say no. Unless they bring Conbian Emmanuel. For the law must be taken. And the writing must be done before we can allow the body to be buried. Mm. Yes.
1: What has what has been
3: it's a serious issue.
1: Indeed it is. What has been the communication given to you by either the police or even the chiefs in the area about what they intend to do about the situation?
3: Yes, really, indeed. Uh, I spoke, even this morning, I spoke with the assemblyman. And they, yesterday, too, I spoke with the assemblyman again. And he told me that he will work accordingly with the chief and to make sure that they bring the other guy who is part of the victim, who is part of the, uh, the murder case, and uh, we'll see how best we can iron uh, the things. Yes, currently I'll with the, the assemblyman. Okay. Yes. And we told them that we don't have any problem. But our problem is they should bring the guy. And then the, the, the right must be, the truth the must be spoken. And then we we'll see how the, we can process the thing. And the, the body can be buried. Right. But without that, it will be something else.
1: Right. Thank you so much for your time here. On news desk we've we also been joined by the chief of the area, Bagut Alarsan. uh Mr. Alasan. We're grateful for your time here, but seeing that this situation has happened in your community, how do you how are you handling it?
3: I left for Accra before the incident happened. I'm the chief of the community, but I work in Accra, so I left. I think I left about two days before it happened. It happened on the 13th of uh, uh, August. That was the Sunday. That was raised by my subjects at my college. Uh, according to them, the woman was accused of witchcraft. So they brought her to her family house, That they're the head of the family house, and they asked her to deny knowledge of the occupation. Mm. But they said they were going to take her to a fascist street in Togo. And they said, if that is the case, they should allow her to go and inform her family at Car- a community called Kao. Car- so she was allowed to go. And on her way, she was almost exiting the community. When the young guy called Bama. they... The sick boy's elder brother, with one of his friends, followed up. I wonder why I have the woman, they were pulling up the woman, uh, they are twelve minutes. So they turned their motorbikes and had to run after her. So when the woman was about entering the community, they just attacked her with their cardio. Beat her to a pulp. And so it was then that the woman's nephew came out and saw what was happening to his aunt. So he was able to see one of the cards from the boy and then ask them to take their cough back home.
1: Well, Mr. Alasan, we understand, uh, I mean, the incident that has happened. But as a chief in the community, this is a grave, grave, grave crime that has happened. And just recently, a bill was passed in Parliament to abort some of these incidents. How, yeah. how is it that this is happening under your watch? What are you doing about it?
3: Yeah, the issue is still with the police. The policeman took the cops away and arrested one of the boys. So right now, the cops is in the morgue. But they are insisting that they should get them the other boy. There were two boys who did that. So they should get them the other boy before the cops can be for them to go and bury. As a team of the community, I'm waiting for the cops to come. I have some certifications, some performances to do before they can bury the cops. Then after the burial, I will sit with the family And there's no
1: WhatsApp message to take. Right. But before you go as well, another important decision, I mean, issue is that. Tax
0: day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at robinhood.com/boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for 1 year from first match. Must keep IRA for 5 years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La empresa? La de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva RAM 1500. Hecha para vivir. RAM es una marca registrada de FCA USLC.
1: Many of the residents in your community are unaware of the, the bill that has been passed against some of these practices. ¿Cómo are you ensuring that this does not repeat? Bueno, well, uh,
3: cuando I go back a la ciudad, I think I'll have to organize. I have been calling Mrs. I will invite my churches and uh, most of my community members to attend those meetings. So, when I go back, as usual, I will invite them and inform them about the new bill that has passed. You know, previously, I used to entertain these witchcraft issues. But at the point, I was advised to, because a witch, a witch or a witchcraft is a spiritual thing, I don't have the eyes to see it. And so whenever somebody happens of witchcraft i don't have to entertain those people and so i really started destroying my people before this incident happened so this one when i go back home i will mobilize them and get them educated and what has happened
1: well for your time mr and he's chief of that community where a 60 year old woman has been lynched being accused of witchcraft. Well, we've been trying to get a sponsor of the bill, um, Francis Xavier Sussu, but we've not been able to reach him. As and when we get him, we will speak to him on this matter. Now let's turn our attention to the coup in Niger and join us exclusively. Caught up with Chief of Staff of Niger's deposed president, Mohamed Bazum, who is still in denial that the military has toppled their government. Dauda says the presidential guard which seized power in the French West country at the end of last month, lacks recognition in the international community. A group of military chiefs from West Africa are wrapping up a strategic meeting organized by sub-regional body ECOWAS here in Accra to fashion out modalities on the deployment of troops to restore constitutional order in Niger. Speaking exclusively to join News Plus, last night the belegged chief of staff says Mohamed Bazoum is in good spirits, knowing that he is the legitimate president of Niger
4: I don't need to ask you how you're doing because obviously things are not too well for you uh, and the Nigerian public but let's start off with how you made it into Ghana what was your story how did you leave Niger even when the coup happened when you were in that country how did you run for your life and and, and to make it right into the Republic of Ghana
5: Uh, thank you for uh, uh... Thank you for everything. But before answering your question, yeah. I want to correct something. Right. I'm not the former chief of staff. I'm the chief of staff of the president of the Republic of Niger.
4: You don't accept that Waham- you've been deposed?
5: Mohamed Bazoum, who is still the elected president of Niger, then is not the former president. He is the president of the Republic of Niger, the elected one. This uh, attempt to... To depose yes. is still ongoing and it will finish in. Uh,
4: few, so you don't few even days. accept that you've been deposed?
5: No. Bargain so? is still the president of the Republic of Niger, recognized by all the countries in the world, except, of course, Mali and Burkina Faso. That are in the, the same situation.
4: But you can't go back home now because your president is no more. There's a new prime minister, there's a new cabinet.
5: Il n'y a pas de premier ministre, il n'y a pas de nouveau cabinet. Tout ça est nul et de nul effet. Le président Mohamed Bazoum est le president de la République du Niger is the sole President of the Republic of Niger recognized by mm. uh,
4: So basically, what he's trying to say, and for those of you who may not understand, understand they do not accept uh, being the former Chief of Staff. He does not, first of all, accept that there's a new cabinet. He does not accept that there's a new president. He does not accept uh, that there's a new leader of the Nigerian people. All he accepts right now is the fact that there is only one President in the Republic of Niger, and that is President Mohamed Bazoum, who was democratically elected. Now, I'm going to ask you President Mohamed Bazoum mm. because I need to ask you how he's doing right now, how he's faring. After the coup d'état happened you were there trying to fight back mm. it didn't work so you left but he's being detained now. Mm. How is he feeling now as we speak? Uh,
5: le président de la République va très bien, il a le moral très haut uh, et il est prêt à se battre pour la démocratie, pour la liberté pour la justice au Niger. Donc le président de la République va très bien, il a le moral très très haut Certes, les conditions de vie euh, sont déplorables parce que depuis l'événement du 26 juillet, la junte euh, a mis tout en œuvre pour le démoraliser, mmh. euh, pour le faire ramener à un état réduit, ouais. mais c'est sans compter sur sa force morale donc le de ok
4: so basically he's making the point that when you talk about President Mohamed Bersoum he's in high spirit good spirit um, in fact morally his morale is high he's not down or you know um, dampened his spirit is not dampened by the fact that there's a new military junta that is controlling the country except to say that he's been detained and naturally when you're detained your rights are restricted you do not have the right to move you do not have the right to make certain uh, natural you know, adjustments which he, he would have done um, when he was head of state. So mm. that is the only confinement in which he finds himself, except to say that he still believes that he's the president of the republic mm. and is in good spirit. I guess that's the important the, the, the yeah. you, point you're making. Now, you're saying that he's in good health. If he's in good health and is in a high morale, he's been deposed by the military junta. And we've seen the military junta receiving a lot of support. I don't know if it's just my impression, mm-hmm. but they, are, they seem to be receiving a lot of uh, support. You, you take a look at when the coup happened, they staged a rally at a stadium, mm-hmm. and in that stadium, lots of people filling up the stadium to capacity. It does suggest that there's just something right with this coup d'etat and the military regime that is controlling. People appear to be supporting them. Is that not the case?
5: So, je veux Dans des situations comme ça, c'est toujours le populisme qui prend le dessus sur tout ce qui est rationnel. Alors, donc la jeune nigérienne n'a pas fait exception. Quand il y a eu le coup d'état, la vraie manifestation s'est tenue le premier jour du coup d'état. Il y avait eu une manifestation spontanée, moi j'étais dans la manifestation, j'avais conduit cette manifestation. C'était des milliers et des milliers de Nigériens qui étaient sortis pour dire non au coup d'État. Ils ont tiré à bas réel sur les gens. Quatre personnes étaient sévèrement blessées. C'est ce qui a démotivé les gens ce jour-là. Après, eux-mêmes, pour se donner bonne conscience, ils ont organisé un simulacre de manifestation où ils ont pris toutes les nouvelles recrues des militaires des nouveaux, nouvellement recrues yeah. et leurs familles qu'ils ont habillé en t-shirt. Certains d'ailleurs n'ont pas eu le temps de, de se déshabiller, d'enlever leur habit militaire pour mettre leur habit civil quand ils sont venus à la manifestation. Et si vous regardez, quand ils ont attaqué l'ambassade de France, celui qui a été blessé au pied, que vous voyez dans les manifestations qu'on avait pris, c'est un colonel major de l'armée. Donc, les manifestants ne sont pas des gens euh, des civils qui sont contents euh, la plupart qui sont contents euh, du régime militaire
4: parce que je, c'est
5: ce que je veux, je veux de vous dire, la plupart des manifestants quand vous regardez même à la télévision ils ont encore le trahi militaire le t shirt militaire et celui qui a été blessé à l'ambassade de France le jour où ils ont fait la grande manifestation parce que le euh, Euh, la riposte a fait que les gens étaient obligés de tirer des gaz lacrymogènes sur eux. Il y a un qui était blessé au pied. C'était un colonel major de l'armée. Donc, ça veut dire que la plupart des manifestants, ce sont des éléments, des nouvelles recrues de l'armée qu'ils ont fait sortir. Ça, c'est un premier point. Le deuxième point, sachez que le Niger compte huit régions. Parmi les huit régions, c'est uniquement Niamey où il y a eu des manifestants. Dans toutes les capitales C'est l'opposition qui est forte en Afrique, principalement au Niger. L'opposition est très forte à Niamey, Donc, ils ont fait sortir les militants de l'opposition. Le parti politique de l'opposition du leader Hamba Abadou, qui est à Paris actuellement, il a écrit une lettre pour demander à ces gens de sortir pour soutenir la manifestation. Donc, voilà la manifestation de Niamey. Mais quand vous regardez les, les médias, quand vous regardez les télévisions, vous voyez que the regions, the So
4: basically, the point uh, the former chief of staff is making is that uh, we should disregard what is happening uh, on the televisions as we see it, and also making the point uh, that uh, what we have is that the military is just inviting people mm-hmm. to. Create the impression as though so they have legitimacy, but they do not have legitimacy based on what we're seeing on the screens and that they are just bringing their cronies and bringing people who align with them to fill the stadium. So we shouldn't believe what we're seeing on the television.
1: Well, the head of the Foreign Affairs and Diplomatic Desk, Blessed Soga, joins me for more on this. Blessed, so we know today is the second day for the meeting. All the Chiefs of Defence Staff from ECOWAS. What do we know about today's meeting?
4: Well, this it is a pleasure to be talking uh, to you. But um, first of all, I must point out that we are uh, stationed right in front of the Embassy of the uh, Republic of uh, Niger. And why we're here is because we're picking information that uh, some Nigerian citizens may be uh, picketing the embassy in a few minutes from now. It's the reason for which you're seeing uh, the uh, police vehicles uh, which are stationed right uh, in front of the mission or the foreign embassy of the uh, People's Republic of Niger. uh, Sorry, the Republic of Niger, I should say. Uh, But just to give you a background uh to that meeting that transpired yesterday that we saw amongst the army chiefs what we witnessed yesterday uh, actually uh was the day one of a committee meeting and this committee meeting is uh, simply a meeting amongst the military chiefs drawn from west african countries now these military chiefs are basically doing a meeting as part of um, efforts to reactivate or activate what uh, the sub-regional body ECOWAS is calling as a standby force. Now, they are calling it uh, a standby force because any moment from now, uh, the regional body, through the leadership of um, President and President Bola Tinubu, and the other West African leaders, they have resolved to deploy military troops into the Republic of Niger to restore constitutional order. That's because ECOWAS is arguing, that after the democratically elected President Muhammad Bazoum was ousted, uh, the military uh, junta in Niger is unwilling to negotiate and to return the country to constitutional pathways. So that's the reason for which the military chiefs are meeting. And today happens to be day two where we'll be bringing you some live updates when that meeting wraps up somewhere around 2 p.m. today. So we're waiting for the final communicate from this security experts will... Be briefing us on the technicalities uh, of the deployment and what the military will be doing um, once uh, the green light is given. So we'll get a sense of that at Burma Camp, which is serving as the base for that meeting of the military chiefs. But what you see now is police presence at the Nigerian uh, embassy. And I must point out at this uh, moment that in a few minutes from now, we will see citizens of Niger. Uh, who are residents in Accra, they will be coming right here uh, to the embassy uh, right behind me to make a strong statement, as they are indicating to us, to the Nigerian uh, junta. The point is that they do not agree with the military intervention, or coup d'etat, if you want to call it, within their own country. Uh, we're uncertain about what their opinion will be on the decision by this regional body, ECOAS to deploy military troops. But what we know Uh, speaking to Jibo Jibo uh, Dauda last night, is that they support the intervention because they believe that the intervention is simply uh, necessary to restore constitutional order. Uh, It's unclear if the citizens uh, who are resident in Ghana will also go with that uh, approach by this Aboriginal body, ECOWAS. But for now, the Ghana Police Service, uh, with its men, are stationed here, trying to keep law and order and to ensure that Uh, The picketing that we are likely to see in the next few minutes will not be chaotic, but would rather be a peaceful message that will be sent across uh, all in a view to tramp home that message that they first of all want constitutional order in their country and also that the military team in Niger ought to release the deposed president, Mohamed Bazoum. That's the message they'll be sending across. And uh, we can just pan over and give you a sense of some of them arriving uh, right here uh, in, in uh, you know, uh, Accra, where we have some of them filing through and coming together just to make that statement that they would want to make uh, to their uh, military regime and military team in, in Niger. The message is simple. They want the democratically elected President Mohamed Bazoum reinstated. And right afterwards, they are also asking for a return to constitutional rules, so a bit of a t- chit chat amongst uh, some of the uh, citizens who have started arriving here. We'll be giving you some updates um, as and when.
0: Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
4: The, their activities start. Uh, and uh, also, we'll also be updating you on that meeting which is happening concurrently amongst the security chiefs uh, of um, uh, uh, the various West African countries. Now, yesterday, uh, when we interacted with ECOWAS, the indication we're getting is that all is set, except to say the meeting happening at Burma Camp is simply a meeting of dedication, a meeting that is set to explain uh, and also to get feedback and affirmation or endorsement from all the military chiefs from the West Africa sub-region who would be making their statement on the technicalities, how to approach the deployment, and some of the issues to be on the lookout for uh, as the deployment takes off. Uh, We also do know that uh, after today's meeting, there will be a clear roadmap for the military from West African countries who will first of all have to contribute troops then there'll be, of course, the establishment of structures as to how this exercise will be carried out. And also we'll get to know which of the countries will be leading the command. These are the three key issues that we'll be learning after today's meeting. But right here at the uh, Nigerian embassy, there's set to be drama, obviously, because the residents all citizens of Nigeria resident in Ghana will be amassing in their numbers in a few moments from now. Uh, just to register their displeasure at what's happening in the the country. There is the issue about the capacity of the sub-region ECOWAS. Why is that key? Because there's criticism that the sub-region, knowing that it is facing issues of economic challenges, does not have the capacity, first of all, to go into Niger uh, and to risk spending billions and billions of dollars. uh, At our last count, it was $2.3 billion just to sustain a military trip in Niger. That question has come up. The sub-regional body says it is determined to simply use its own resources because it believes that constitutional order must come back to Niger. So uh, we were speaking to Ambassador uh, Fatal uh, Abdel, who's the uh, commissioner in charge of political affairs, peace and security, who also pointed out to us that uh, this is solely an ECOWAS exercise. And the fact that the sub-regional body does not need the express permission from, say, the United Nations or the African Union. Uh, This he has been reacting to uh, because of the criticisms that have come up. Some sources pointing out to us that, as we speak, the African Union is divided about the intervention and the decision by the ECOWAS body uh, because after the Security uh, Committee meeting, the body was divided with some of the sub-regional bodies disagreeing with ECOWAS on the decision to use the military. In fact, yesterday uh, at the first meeting of the military chiefs, what transpired was that uh, uh, Cape, Verde, Cape Verde did not turn up. Cape Verde did not show up for the meeting because Cape Verde is making a strong case and mounting that case for what they are terming as the need for diplomacy and the need for a peaceful Resolution of the crisis is the reason for which we did not see, um, you know, Cape Verde attend. Mali, Burkina Faso have all declared their solidarity for the military regime in Niger, and that is beginning to complicate matters. But obviously, Niger would also not. And so we did not see, um, of course, the Nigerian, um Officials or envoy uh, attending that meeting. But in your shots now, you can see some of the residents or citizens of Niger already amassing and coming closer. And of course, the numbers will be growing by the day. Uh, and we see the police and security chiefs already trying to restore order as we speak. This is the join News Channel. We're bringing this to you live where the citizens of Niger are beginning to picket, if I may call it, in front of the... Um, Nigerian Embassy here in Accra. It's a busy day as well, um, busy Friday, but the police...
1: And those are live SS from the Nigerian Embassy here in Accra, you had heard our, our Foreign Affairs um, Desk President who has been giving us updates on what's happening at um, Burma Camp and also the Nigerian embassy where some Nigerian residents are picketing um, there to ensure that uh, the deployment that will be sent to Niger doesn't happen. But as and when we get updates on those developments, we'll be bringing it to you here on Joy News. But let's go back to our first story where 60-year-old woman, um, Konji Dut, has been beaten to death. Uh, on accusations of witchcraft. We've been joined by MP for Madina and sponsor for the witchcraft allegation, Bill Francis Xavier Sosu, on this particular issue. Francis um, Xavier Sosu, you ha- you've learned of this incident recently. And how does this come to you, knowing that this bill was passed recently, barely a month ago, in Parliament to forestall some of these actions?
6: I think that uh, a very good morning. To your cherished uh, viewers. Uh, I feel really sad and um, uh, quite uh, worried about uh, the turn of events that we still have people uh, being accused of witchcraft accusation. even though uh, Parliament recently passed a bill to criminalize uh, the said uh, uh, practice of accusing another person of being a witch. I try to follow the story carefully and exactly what we're trying to prevent Is what happened like someone waking up and saying that I saw you in the dream flying and trying to harm me in my dream and for that reason you are a witch (coughs) unfortunately uh, there was a family uh, or a community gathering where the woman was confronted as being a witch and according to the story on her way to go and um, report to her own family that was when this uh, murder occurred Uh, it's quite unfortunate uh, I know that uh, since the bill got passed about a couple of weeks ago, it's still undergoing processes of being assented to by the presidency. I, I would just use the platform to uh, actually ask that uh, it would be assented to uh, early enough so that uh, sensitization can start. I think that this problem has been with us for some, I mean, many, many years now, and it won't stop uh, just because a law has been passed. It will require collective effort to uh, do a lot of sensitization within the communities, and then also uh, full implementation of the law. I believe that the one uh, there is no relationship between even the accusation right now, even and then the, the the murder that occurred, because we don't know who actually killed. And I'm sure police will definitely be investigating what led to the murder. But we all know that the root cause is the positive accusation. And so the one who did that accusation definitely would also have to be picked and 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 possibly questioned and, and prosecuted. But I'm afraid that could not happen now because I'm sure that uh, I've been monitoring to see whether we can have news of the presidential assent. But we are yet to have that one.
1: Well, Mr. Sosu, uh, in the absence of the president yet to assent to this bill to pass into law, what then happens in the interim? How how what what measures can be put in place? to serve as a uh, deterrent, you know, in, in this circumstance?
6: Well, I think that, I mean, depending on the kind of investigation police may want to do into this matter, uh, we could treat um, uh, the person who did this accusation as uh, having abetted, you know, the crime. So police should swiftly arrest, you know, the the the, the person doing the accusation. As well as the community members that actually gathered to, um, ostensibly to confront this woman with this issue, uh, which eventually on her way to, uh, uh tell her family members met her on unti- I mean, uh, on death. And, and, and it, it's quite unfortunate. We must understand that this whole issue of witchcraft accusation is buried in religion, culture, myths, and so many things. And until we begin to effectively First of all, communicate the law, and secondly, implement the law, it will be difficult for A to cs But when people know that by accusing another person, you have actually been arrested, charged under the Act, and jailed under the Act, I'm sure it will serve as a deterrent to many people.
1: Right. Um, We're grateful for your time, but just before you go, um, another challenge has been education. Of these people, you know, um, residents in these communities getting to know about the bill and also to ensure that they do not do this to their fellow residents. How do you need to wait for the law to be passed before you start sensitization? Or no, you well, can start uh, yeah. something now?
6: You know, I think you are very right. I mean, I believe that all CSOs who have been working together uh, to ensure that this big their past. Uh, I'm talking about the SANA Institute, Action Aid, Amnesty International, uh, and all other, um, uh, I- including even the diplomatic community, the British High Commission, uh, uh, Australia High Commission, uh, American uh, Embassy, all the diplomatic community who have been all interested in uh, supporting UK aid, for example, supported Asuntaba and all the CSOs that were all involved in this, uh, uh, the process, to um, criminalize witchcraft accusation, I would use a platform to actually appeal to all of them that this is the time for us uh, to re-channel funding towards community-based sensitization so that in these communities we can actually educate the, the communities to understand that accusing another person of being a witch has the potential of letting them die like it just happened in this case and that it is even criminal now for you to do that, even as you wait for the presidential asset. I also think that there is also an onus or duty on the Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection because they are charged with the responsibility to protect the most vulnerable in society. So I think this is an opportunity for the Ministry also through the Department of Social Welfare to begin a very serious or a series of education uh, programs in these communities so that we can bring the communities up to speed about the new law
1: grateful for your time here francis xavier sosu who is sponsor of the witchcraft allegation bill giving us his thoughts on the latest incident that has seen a 60-year-old woman um beating to death in Nanswano district in the northeast region now let's move on uh the electoral commission has vowed to go after all persons who breach the rules and regulations for the upcoming voters' registration exercise. The EC announced yesterday that persons who have turned 18 since 2021 can now register to be voters. But speaking at a news conference to announce modalities for the exercise, Chairperson Jen Mensah explained that one person can only guarantee for up to 10 persons, warning anyone who goes beyond the ceiling will be prosecuted. All applicants are to show
7: proof of eligibility by tendering any of the following identification documents. One, the National Identification Card, also known as the Ghana Card, and the Ghana Passport. Applicants who do not have any of the identification documents listed above are required to present two persons who are already registered voters to vouch for their citizenship and age. Per law, a guarantor can guarantee for up to 10 applicants. It is important to emphasize that it is a criminal offense to guarantee for more than 10 applicants, and a person who guarantees for more than 10 applicants will be prosecuted. It is also a criminal offense for a guarantor to guarantee for non-citizens and minors. The Commission will identify such persons and bring them up for persecution. And here I'd like to call on our media partners to assist us in educating our citizenry on this specific section of the law.
1: Meanwhile, the district-level election, scheduled for 19th December, will be conducted in all districts across the country except the Kranza North and South Districts. Jen Mensah explains why.
7: The district level elections refer to the assembly and unit committee elections. They are also known as the DLE for short, and that's what most of us call them. The DLE will be conducted to elect people to the lower local government structures. It is a non partisan election and it is held every four years. The 2023 district level election will take place on Tuesday, the 19th of December, 2023. The DLE will be conducted in all 6,272 electoral areas in all districts, with the exception of Inkraza North and Inkraza South in the Bono East region. The DLE for the two districts was not held in 2019 for security reasons, They were both conducted in April 2021. As such, the elections would not be held in both districts until 2025. The commission has developed a comprehensive program of activities for the 2023 district-level elections, and this will be made available to the public shortly. As a commission, we encourage voters to take advantage of the... registration exercise and register to vote. We also entreat the citizenry to, particip- to participate actively in the district level elections, which would be held on the 19th of December, 2023.
1: You're still so listening to Join News Desk. I am Amisi Nyamichet Thompson. We'll be right back with business.
3: Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bag. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still they job better with EcoBank Mobile.
8: No matter the time
3: of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, store and discover the smart way to bank echo bank the pan-african bank
7: we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused... oh no
9: we are out of range
10: oh don't worry daddy i have alexa in my back alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm
4: Super Hits Radio radio. Joy 99.7
10: Listen to Joy FM Hits FM Love FM Live on your Amazon Echo Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations Live on your Amazon Echo device By saying Alexa Open Multimedia Ghana Play Joy FM, or Hits FM, or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast for Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MindJoy Online, Amazon Services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Atom Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now. Stay updated.
1: When everybody came out, everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, this is my fifth year coming in a row. So I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so funny. Yeah. There are a lot of Art things to do. I personally love it. And
10: I love the artworks. I love Chaluate 2022.
7: It's fantastic. This year's experience is, uh, is marvelous.
9: It's amazing. It's Chaluate
2: Festival. You ought to be here. The painting, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome.
7: Everyone, when you're in Ghana around the same time, make sure you
5: check it out. It's really happening. <laughs>
11: Hi, good morning. Welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao. The Office of the 2022 National Best Farmer has launched the Rethink Initiative to inspire the youth to embrace agribusiness as a profit-making venture. According to the 2022 National Best Farmer, Nanayao Sarpon-Sereboa the I, the initiative will urge the youth to leverage the many opportunities provided by Agric to contribute to development. Here's more. The
9: Rethink Initiative is aimed at encouraging the youth to see agriculture as a dynamic business opportunity and also build the capacity of existing farmers on adopting sustainable farming practices to reduce post-harvest losses. Speaking at the launch of the initiative, the 2022 National Best Farmer, Nanayao Sapon Serbo I, said his outfit is committed to advocating for policies that will drive the interest of the Youth
12: in this sector. The Rethink Initiative will seek to one, sensitizing youth to agriculture as a business. The Rethink Program is a clown call urging our youth to perceive agriculture and the opportunities along its value chain as more than a traditional vocation, but an avenue of boundless opportunities that is fulfilling and economically rewarding. Advocacy is a heartbeat of change. And through WeThink, we seek to amplify the voice of the youth in agriculture. We engage with policymakers, collaborate with industry, industry leaders, and catalyze a movement that secures that resources, infrastructure, and support necessary for our young agri-warriors to flourish.
9: The director of agri-extension at the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, Paul Siame, added that government has incurred a huge debt as a result of the Planting for Food and Jobs program, hence, the need for more youth to venture into agriculture to help achieve the aims of the program.
12: You agree with me, the Planting for Food and Jobs phase one registers some modest achievement, but not without challenges which were highlighted through data collection, analysis, and reporting that we had. In fact, a major one included high debt burden on government due to the fertilizer and seed subsidy program. Weak marketing component, just among others. The PFJ 2.0 approach is that of a smart input credit in which the government facilitates access to inputs by aggregators who then advance this to the farmers within a payment-in-kind approach. This model is expected to improve production and productivity whilst reducing the debt burden on government.
9: The Rethink initiative will conclude sensitization programs for the youth in various parts of the country on the need to venture into agriculture.
11: Now, Deputy Director General in Charge of Technical Operations at the National Communications Authority, Professor Eza osei boateng has called on the youth to embrace digitalization and the opportunities it presents. Speaking at a technology fair in Sunyane, Professor ezeboa stressed the need for the youth to work together with their skill sets to unleash the potential of digitalization to ensure sustainable development. Professor Semerville has more.
13: University of Energy and Natural Resources saw students exhibit some developed applications including compost Connect, Smart Irrigation System and Smart Dust bin for Waste Management among others. <laughs> The week's celebration is on the theme Unleashing the Potential of Digitalization for National Development The Role of the Youth Speaking at the launch of the fair The head of the Computer Science and Informatics Department Dr. Peter Piahini, said Despite the many achievements of the department Logistical support is required to realize the full potential of the youth
12: As a young and growing university with more than 13,000 students who are being trained in science and technology using ICT as a tool. We can only of only co- 30 computers with less than 50 in good working conditions. As an educationalist and an IT expert, I can see that this is a serious problem that needs urgent attention by government and all stakeholders in the tech industry. We have also led students' innovation through hackathons and poster presentation, fostering an environment where students can showcase their skills and creativity. These events are more than just academic excellence. They are also platforms that ignite the spirit of innovation and
13: collaboration among the youth. The deputy director general of the National Communications Authority, Professor Eze Osayebo Abwatin, said the NCA through the Rural Telephony Project has improved internet connectivity and empowered the youth to access information and opportunities. He called on the youth to embrace the development opportunities digitalization presents.
12: Your expertise, creativity and enthusiasm will be vital in driving the digital transformation that Ghana needs to thrive in the 21st century. I urge each of you to embrace the opportunities that digitalization presents. Your skills, talents, aspirations are crucial in shaping a prosperous and digitally empowered Ghana. Let us work together to unleash the potential of digitalization for national development and build a future that is inclusive, sustainable, and driven by the dynamism of our youth.
13: BUNO Regional Minister, Justina Osubanahini banahini on her part, appealed to stakeholders to formulate policies to foster innovations.
7: We must work hand in hand to formulate policies to foster innovation, and for that matter, supply digital infrastructure and promote digital literacy, mentorship programs, and skill and skill development initiatives can empower the youth to harness digital technology effectively and responsibly.
13: Precious Semevoy, Joy Business, And
11: that's it for the segment. Mami, so we we'll back to wrap up. Stay tuned.
7: Uh, we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation Oh no
9: we are out of range
10: Oh don't worry daddy I have Alexa in my back Alex what? Alexa Open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM Super Hits
0: Radio Radio. Joy 99.7
10: Listen to Joy FM And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia.
1: Everybody came out, everybody's looking good, displaying their art, beautiful art everywhere. Um, this is my fifth year coming in a row. So I'm here every August for the festival. It's been amazing being with my black people all day, every day. It's been great. It's so fun here. Yeah. There are a
10: lot of art things to do. So I personally love it. And I love the artworks. I love Chalewate 2022.
7: It's fantastic. This year's experience is uh, is marvelous.
2: It's amazing. It was so little an you ought to be here. The paintings, the people, the Ghanaians were awesome.
7: Everyone, when you're in Ghana around the same time, make sure you check it out. It's really happening. <music>
1: Welcome back to Newsdesk. Um, we'll be going back to the Nigerian embassy where Blessed Soga, our head of foreign affairs and diplomatic affairs, is, to give us an update of the picketing of Nigerians at the embassy who are calling for the reinstatement of President Bazoum as well as um, the, the prevention of a military deployment in Niger. Blessed Soga is there for us and we'll take it from here.
4: of uh, President Mohamed Bazoum uh, and they're also making further pronouncements that the political situation in their country ought to be reversed is the reason for which they are picketing right in front of the Nigerian Embassy uh, here in Accra and their message is simple. They want President Mohamed Bazoum reinstated after he was uh, deposed by the military regime Or military junta in the Republic of Niger. So what you see now are all citizens of Niger. They are citizens who have amassed right here in front of the Nigerian uh, embassy. And their point is simple, that they do not support the military takeover of the democratically elected president, Mohamed Basu. And it's the reason for which you find women and so many of them
1: yelling, Him back. We want Bazoom. We want him. He's a good president. And we don't want the milking of the soldier. We want Bazoom back, so they should bring him back for us. Are you
10: against the soldiers?
1: No, we don't like
10: the soldiers because we will not see improvement in our country because of the youth. So we want the Bazoom back in our country. He's a good father. He's a father of all. So we
4: want him back. And that's the message that's resonating all across today, as you see so many of the, uh, you know, citizens of Niger, uh, registering their displeasure. So let's listen to their leadership. So please, they should try for us, the
8: people in Niger, the soldiers should drop them. They should give the president of the Niger people voting to power. They should bring the president in back. So what we are saying, apart of Basel, we don't have any president in Niger because we need democracy. Africa is democracy. They give us democracy, freedom, and justice. Everybody to talk, but we know this soldier law. So that's why we come to here. We are discussing the ambassador here. The people, they are giving noise. They should drop the soldier. We need the president back. The soldier, we not like soldier law because they know what vote the soldier. They vote for the president. The president is working for Niger. The president is working. He likes the Niger people. What happened every place? They go see the president go say that my people, my people. So that's why we come to here to give a noise
4: in the. Amb- but, but we've seen you people in the stadium supporting the military. Is that not an indication?
8: But we know the people they are supporting the military. I think that is not that they are opposition. But we in democracy, we need democracy. Nobody that is going to follow. The band that they not vote give the person. So far as they vote give the president. So that one that is the president for Niger. So even now, sir, if they say the soldier is president, who vote to the soldier? Nobody vote to him. That that the coup that is making is wrong. Now you are you are you are here.
3: What how, for? How long will you be here?